0: Welcome to the GMS Podcast. My name is Jorge M. Sanchez and thank you for tuning in. Today's guest is Israel Sanchez. He is a musician and a really great friend of mine. I mean, I, I, me and this guy, we've been hanging out and I learned a lot from him and and he's a walking inspiration for me. He really is. And recently, he kind of saved my ass. Uh, I was going through a tough emotional period and I came up with some new songs I wanted, that I came up with that were kinda different from my usual style. And I remember, in like fact, for a week, I tried to hit up the open mic scene, and I just could not be able to even uh, be able to perform on the open mic, you know? it's I mean, the scene has grown so much, it's so overfilled that there's just no room for someone like me anymore, because I come a little late. And, uh, and I was, like, very depressed that, you know, here I wrote a song that, for once, I was very confident about, and I couldn't even perform it. And I just, you know, I, I just thought that I, I had a little little panic attack. I was like, you know what? This is the sign from the universe that I was not able to perform this song at an open mic. And that means that the song is not good enough. Maybe that's a sign. And I look at and I, I was at night, and I was like, well, there's only one person I'm going to call right now to really determine that. And that was Israel Sanchez. And let me tell you right now, Israel Sanchez, he could have been... Sorry, I have no time to listen to your to your song today. Maybe some other time of the week. If you would have done that, I would have just thrown that song away. I really would have done that. But he answered my text and then he called me and he says, Jorge, uh, I just pulled over from driving. Meet me at so-and-so and I'm going to listen to your song. And I was like, whoa. And I took the opportunity and I got in my car and I, and I met him at his location. And just for being such a friend that he would put the whole thing on stop and take a chance to listen to my song and I mean not knowing if it's a good or 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 a bad song but he that's how amazing he is he took a chance on me while everybody else didn't really he took a chance on me and I played the song to him and he told me Jorge that is a great song don't get rid of it and man I'm glad he did cause I'm really happy with the song and I might play it down the line, you know, once it's a little bit finer, once I work on it a little bit more. But if if he didn't answer my text, if he didn't pull over and told me come over and play the song, I would have definitely gotten rid of that song. And I'm really glad that he answered. And and he just he saved my week. I, I think, I think if it wasn't for that moment, I don't think I would have this 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 pretty cool song. And um, and that's why I have immense. Respect for Israel, because this guy is definitely about the music and the artistic integrity of the music, and it shows. Just hearing him talk, it shows how passionate he is about this stuff, and I, I really do consider myself lucky to have to have a friend like him. And uh, on top of everything else about this episode, he is giving us uh, a exclusive listen to a track of his upcoming EP nobody in the world has heard this song uh studio version at least and so he's he was kind enough to give me that to share with you guys and uh he it's pretty it's pretty cool uh, it's a song called dig and i think he did a good job and i think his upcoming album is something to look forward to in the near future uh, which i believe he uh, it's real soon so, so keep track on that one uh, before we go to the conversation a friendly reminder to follow the podcast if you can on SoundCloud, iTunes or on Stitcher you can also follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and always, always I encourage everyone to check out the jmspodcast.com website it's out there people check it out all the content that's out there I hope you like it uh, plenty of music plenty of film reviews plenty of uh, food articles and so go ahead go check out the uh, jmspodcast.com you know what check it out while you're listening to our conversation there you go get, get a full dose of the JMS Podcast and if you ever feel the need to be generous uh, I could always use donations this podcast is independently run and I am could use some help I guess so I got a Patreon and I got a GoFundMe account that you can check out at the website all right, that's enough of me blabbering. Let's go with our conversation with Israel Sanchez.
1: You're listening to the JMS Podcast with Israel Sanchez. And this song is Dig off my new album, Amarinth, which comes out December 1st. i I'll tell you again when we're talking, dude. No, we're talking.
0: We, we've been recording already. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, wait, so when we were filming the sound session, which you were the second, No, were you the first sound session? God, I should know this stuff. I
1: think, I, I think it was... The second one. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I you don't were, think I was the first. I would have remembered if I was the first.
0: Yeah. You, you were the second sound session I filmed for this podcast, mm-hmm. which is available on YouTube for the listeners
1: who just uh, are tuning in. And you just made up that song? Yeah, so Amaranth, right? Yeah. That's the name of the new album that I'm releasing next month. I had just wrote the title track to the album, Amaranth, uh-huh. right? A year, it was November. Huh? You know, November last year, and, you, and I remember we were talking and you said, hey, would you like to do this video podcast uh, thing, and yeah. I said, yeah, I was excited, man. I was excited to do it, and uh, I didn't know what song to play. You know, but I knew I wanted to do something new, uh-huh. something recent. And um, I had just come up with the song Amaranth, and you started filming me, and uh, I told you, give me a second, because I, what I was doing was I was trying to figure out what I was going to sing for the verses, because I had just made up the song. I was trying to think of words in my head that would fit the song. I had just tuned to what I tune now, which is like a whole step uh, below standard. Uh-huh. And so when I sang that, I was actually like just kind of making up the verses while you were filming me. And uh, <laughs> and the reason I'm singing so quiet and weird is because I did, wasn't used to that tuning. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And I suck, so I was sucking at that time. No, oh, that I'm was kidding. great, man. <laughs> but that's fascinating to hear that it was captured
0: on film and that it, essentially that, that, that's the whole song in its entirety for the first time.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That's pretty cool. It's pretty ballsy
1: of you, though, to, to go with that choice. Yeah, man, it was yeah. crazy. It was fun. I just, you know... Just played whatever, and um, you know, I was just tripping. That it was it looks, it's like a time capsule, you know. And I look, I scroll back to that picture, and I was looking at it. And it's like a, t- I remember that whole day. I remember driving out to the spot that you picked out, mm-hmm. you know. And um, yeah, that was fun, man. It was cold. It was a cold day.
0: Well, yeah, it was a little chilly. Yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. But it was chilly and it was sunny at the same time. So it's like mm-hmm. like today,
2: yeah, like today.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well. Israel, you were like one of the first musicians to come on here and play. Uh, I, I think you're part of the first musician to come back as a guest on this podcast. Awesome. And it's pretty interesting because uh, you you mentioned that we the first, uh, our interview came out in November, and now we're a whole year later, and you're back in November
1: doing this podcast. Yeah, man, that's crazy. Full and circle.
0: I didn't even think about that.
1: That's crazy. It was yeah. purely
0: by accident.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. That's how everything is, you know. It's the best things happen that way. So
0: I guess I look forward to next November's podcast. Right? See where, see what what has
1: transpired between now and then, you know. Oh man, but so how you been since? Man, it's been it's been uh, quite a journey. Um, I'm happy, man. I'm I feel happy. I feel centered. I feel um, like shoot, man. Like looking back, I don't like to look back. You know what I mean, but. If I track my progress of, of, you know, I feel like I've come a long way, you know, since that time, and uh, and I just remember uh, going home thinking how, you know, oh, yeah, this dude just asked me if I could be on his podcast, and I was so fucking excited, like, this is going to be cool. What am I going to do? You know, so it was cool. It was, it was a good experience, and, um, and I'm happy to be back, man. I'll, I'll most definitely do your podcast anytime, man. Yeah, well, I'm happy you're here. That's
0: for sure.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: I
0: I think uh I, I dude you know how our, our friendship has been and you've been there for me for like countless things. I mean you mean just recently. Mm-hmm. You know, with that shit with the new to talk about that new song, dude it's talking about Bosley, this is how stupid I am. I, for the first time I debuted in my new song, San uh, Jose City Man.
1: Which is a good song.
0: Right? and I did it in Hayward. Which is a bad choice to sing, to debut that song to the public. It was last night, uh-huh. and I, I was at the bistro, and uh, Rafi Spiritu invited me to play a, a song or two, mm-hmm. and he was playing. And I opened up the show, but it was such a weird stage, and I think that was the first time in my life that I actually began to understand the value of a monitor mm-hmm. because I really could not hear my, my, my strumming over the speakers. Mm. And, and I saw how, how much of a distraction that was when you're trying to perform a song to, to like a, a venue and not really hear yourself.
1: Mm. Uh, through, you know what I'm talking about? No, I think it's great when you can't hear yourself, man.
0: Well, for me, it threw and me off. Lo- I'm well, kidding. I'm
1: kidding. Horrible. <laughs> it's horrible. It's <laughs> horrible. We can't hear because
0: for me, like, I, I need to. Make, I want if the chords sound right of or, course, if, man. or the rhythm and the tone, and I just couldn't get it. Exactly. So it distracted me so much, and you know how nervous I get on stage. Mm. Uh, I fucked up some chords and some lyrics for the sake of you know. What, and it came to the point where the um, the whatchamacallit, where I put my acoustic to, to amplify it.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, no, you plug your pickup.
0: The pickup, which yeah. which you gave me, yeah, uh, you know how it's in the hole, yeah, of the guitar, yeah, yeah. It, it fell through. Oh, perfect! So halfway through the <laughs> song, it <and, and> just, <laughs> just, it just fucking me just up on the stage playing acoustically to like a big room. It was, but, it was it wasn't too big, but it was like, I, 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 if someone was in the crowd, they, they probably would see me and be like, this guy nah, is man, such a loser. Those
1: are those are the best moments, man. When you know the shit starts falling apart in front of you and you're yeah. standing on stage everyone's staring at you It's yeah. great man it's a great thing uh, and
0: part it, of me wishes I could've just stopped
1: it maybe but, nah, man, but I cares? just kept going I was like yeah, fuck it let's see where this goes it's real life dude it's real life you know
0: but I felt stupid because like why would I debut a song called San Jose City Man which is based on you know a character living in San Jose in uh-huh. Hayward where they don't really understand what the fuck I'm talking about right. I, I just felt so dumb afterwards after um, everything it was like the perfect storm of what not to do when you're performing music,
1: yeah, man. Well, you know, all those experiences add up to a lot, man. You know, when the next, uh it, it's just like a, a lesson. You know, people learn. You either learn from it, or you shy away and go, "Oh man," you know, "I'm not gonna do that anymore," you know, or you just keep doing it. Fuck it. You know what I mean? So I like that, man. I like I like the the visual that you painted with the pickup falling into your sound hole. No, it really <laughs> happened. It
0: really <laughs> happened. <laughs> Tell a funny. So
1: uh, recently went to uh, play the show, right? And um and man, i I had been priding myself, right, on I hadn't been sick for like a long time. Like it'd been like eight months since I've been sick. Like people had been around me like coughing or having like strep throat or having a cold, mm-hmm. you know? And I kept saying, Yeah, man, I haven't been sick, I haven't been sick, you know, saying it all loud. Yeah. And because uh, <laughs> I felt like Louder I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get sick, you know, I don't get sick, you know? And so recently I and I'll still I'll still be uh you know I'll have the audacity to say that I wasn't sick it just had I, I felt like I was gonna get sick and my throat was jacked right so I went to play the show and you know a lot of shows that I play usually will be like stark you know a dark bar or like a uh, you know a club and it's dark you know the lighting is low you know mm-hmm. and uh, and you have amplification you know and uh, so in this particular place it was like the daytime Right, big ass restaurant, hella lights. You know, everyone eating and stuff. Right, and I start playing my set, dude. And uh, you know, there's nowhere to hide. You know, you're just like right in the spot lamp. Right, and uh, I start playing my set, and I go to sing. Like the basicest, like the most, ba- and basicest is a word, by the way. Uh, the basics, uh, shit. Right, the stars. I start singing, and I can't hit a note to say. I can't even hit like a, a simple like low octave note. And because my throat was messed up, dude. So I'm like, oh, damn, you know, and, and, and that kind of doubt ran through my head for a quick second. Like, yeah. what are you going to do? You know, what are you going to do? Your, your, your shit's falling apart. So I kept singing it and I'm like, OK, so that's one song and that's the easy one. You know, like I have like five more to go and I can't sing. Dude, I couldn't even like lay them down. I was like, lay them down. It was like no control, right? No control. Yeah. So uh, what I do, man, I had three choices. I either go, "Hey guys, I'm sick," no, "Hey guys, I'm sick." Like I don't want to say that. That sounds like an ex- you know phony. Right. And then, or I put my stuff away, and I call it raps after my first song and go home. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or right. I power through it and just whatever. Right. What, what did you decide? <coughs> I just went whatever, dude. <laughs> I just played whatever. Like I didn't even I didn't even tell anyone I was sick. I was yeah. just I was kind of like in my head laughing, thinking like, all these people probably think like like what the hell what's up with that voice you know like why is he singing like that but whatever man I had a good time you know um, I can now say that I've done that before I've been there and uh, and I, I know how to power through it now. well the thing is like you mentioned uh, when you're performing when that sliver of doubt comes
0: into you it could just fuck you up like for me like I think confidence is a big part playing music to an audience is having confidence and because I know like for example la- last night when I was playing my song once that doubt came in that's where everything else went wrong. Like if I would have just would have gone alright fuck it just continue on I think I would have made less mistakes but it has happened to me before when I perform at open mics mm. it's like halfway through the song I would just feel doubt that maybe this is nobody's paying attention this is shit and it'll fuck me up. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess that's like a, another thing uh, mentally musicians should really prepare for I feel is, is is how to process doubt in the middle of performing a song because I think it could really mess up the rhythm and, and energy. Would you agree with
1: that? Yeah, man. I, I have uh, like you know certain rituals that I do before I play anywhere, and um, and for, I could honestly say that for the most part I don't have any doubt in my head about anything. I it's it's about it's really about for me. Uh, the way I solve that is by letting go. You know, by letting go of any notion that, that I'm going to have a perfect uh, you know perfect set or anything like that. You know, I I think in my head like I'm going to go kill it. That's what 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 goes on in my head is I'm going to go kill it. I feel like. The way I approach music is, um, is the way a football player would uh, stomp out on the field. You know what I mean? You gotta think like, I'm about to, I'm about to win this game. You know, I'm gonna be a team player. I'm gonna put on a show. I'm gonna kill it out there. You know, you can't go out there like, well, you know, if, if. You know, if if uh, it's meant to be, I'll I'll win today. You know, it's just you. It, it's it's good to say that, you know, but it's not realistic, you know. So uh-huh. my mentality is like I'm, I want to I want to deliver my music. You know, this is is I, I rate music as number one in uh in my life, and uh, I just want to deliver a good performance. You know what I mean? So doubt is uh is not something that I entertain when I'm about to hit the stage. But um, given that like my voice that day wasn't working, you know, and there's been times where my guitar cuts out, you know, I step on a pedal, and it doesn't do what it's supposed to do. It does something else, yeah. you know? Um, or uh, my batteries died on stage, and uh, there's no sound coming out. I'm, like, right in the middle Has of the Has that song. happened? Dude, <laughs> you have, if, if I told you all the things that's happened to me as I played shows, man... A, we got an hour. Tear, you got a tear. A would come to your eye, dude. Uh, uh, 99 shows this year, man. 99 shows to date. I've seen and done a bunch of uh, random you know mishaps you know so definitely um, power loss you know um,
0: like tell me about
1: that how did you deal with the power loss because well, I, cause for those listeners who are not
0: familiar with you live you have a full-on like uh, uh pedals and loop pedals and that's a big part of your act yes so w-
1: where do you go from there man so so i'm doing my last song right it's uh, I like to end my set right now with dig with a song called dig right and it's pretty much a, the whole thing is just a loop that I create right and right. I don't strum guitar to it you know so if that loops not running I have no sound right it's just my vocals you know and so uh, yeah I sorry started, I started playing dig and I started getting you know everyone to come up to just to share the energy with me and um, the the Right as I started singing the first verse, uh, the power went out on my pedals, you know? So there was just like this awkward silence, right? And uh, (coughs) like it just cut out to like silence. Just cut out to silence. I'm singing a song and it's cut out to silence. So, you know, honestly, I, I, I didn't care. I didn't care. I don't care. You know what I mean? I honestly don't care. Like I'm, I'm performing. All right. The power went out. So I brought, I had brought an adapter. You know, um, I bring all my gear with me all the time. You know, I don't come to the show and go, "Oh man, I forgot my cable." You know, I always make sure I bring everything that I need. You know what I mean? Um, I come prepared. And so I had this adapter. I plugged it in. Boom! Just started it over. I started over. And uh, and um, what's funny is that um, the uh, the pedal, yeah, it like uh, it it had kept the memory of what I had just done. <laughs> so it went right back where it cut out. <laughs> right, right, right back where it cut out. But I didn't feel I didn't feel that anymore, so I deleted it, and I, just, I was like, "Let me start this from the top." And I, I just redid the loop and played the damn song.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. And the people would just went along with it. You know, mm-hmm. there was no awkward. It's real life. life, dude. It's real life, man. Yeah. It's
1: real life, you know. So I think that makes things. It's fun, you know. It's fun when you know it's real. You know, there's no. Uh, there's no backtrack. You know, it's it's not always gonna be a, a pretty picture. You know, you're watching a live show. You know, otherwise you could sit, sit at home and listen to, to the album on your, you know, on your headphones. Yeah. So I like that. I like the danger behind it. I
0: mean, for me, like,
1: music for me is, is
0: always a tricky thing performing it. Comedy, for me, is a little easier. Like, I could just go in there and focus and come out guns blazing. Like, I feel like I, I have that confidence mm. to just go out there and entertain. Like, uh, even if it's a small crowd or even whatever, like... If if I, if I could I feel like I I could mentally put myself in that place, but for music it's harder for me. It's like I get and for the first time in my life I remember there were a couple times I'd be halfway through the song, and literally my legs would buckle out of sheer like fear, like mm. they, they, like I feel like fuck, like I think my legs are gonna gonna, gonna I'm gonna fall, mm. and, and I, I I can't really understand why necessarily. I think uh, I think. Uh, there's a whole new level of scariness to me when it comes to performing music.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, music's a very, uh, you know, I, I think it's kind of a spiritual thing. I think it's a very um, emotional and physical thing. And, uh, you know, you're kind of balancing all these different parts of who you are. And people are standing there watching you do it, you know, so it's it's not a, it's a you, you're putting yourself in a vulnerable position when you're playing music. so. You know, you always, always respect anybody performing, you know, no matter what they're doing, um, uh, you know, deep, uh, no matter what I may say, you know, uh, I, I, uh, deep down respect everybody's performances, man. Cause it's not easy to just get up there, you know, at whatever level you're at, you know, it's not easy to get up there and perform. I know that. And that you're getting b- bigger venues You're you're with, yeah, man, I'm, I'm lucky. Uh, I'm it's, it's, it's luck. It's, it's, uh. It's hard work, dude. It's it's a lot of hard work. Um, I'm always I'm always um, writing or or doing what I do. So it's not so much. Uh,
0: well, I think s- since our last podcast session, uh, you uh, you perform for like rap rappers.
1: Yeah, man. Um, working uh, with this talented uh, this talented rapper named Jeff Turner, and uh, he is. By far, uh, very inspirational to me. Very, um, man. The dude is diverse. He doesn't just only. I mean, he raps. When he raps, he's he kills it. You know, he's he's an awesome rapper. But he does so much more too. He's a songwriter, um, and you know, um, it was it was a dream. You know, to work um, to work in that genre. You know, but with what I'm doing, you know, on guitar, it made it doesn't make sense. Like it. It's not traditional, you know what I mean? Like you don't expect it. So I don't know how I ended up <laughs> working with with that dude. Um, you know how I ended up in in that at all? But it's because I wanted to, you know, because because I genuinely love that music. You know what I mean? Because I wanted to be a part of it. You
2: mm-hmm. know what
1: I mean? So um, I think when you're uh, when you're transparent like that, you know, people will see. Oh, this dude really likes this shit. You know, let's you know in in. It's, it's been quite the journey and it's been a lot of fun man. been very very fortunate. this year has been out of control dude just been out of control, so much stuff, so much uh, so much opportunity and um, you know um, I feel very uh, like I said before, I feel very centered and I know that what I'm doing is right and it's all because I'm just following uh, how I feel you know I, I follow my gut and uh, my brain will tell me no a lot of times. Like, does it doesn't make sense you know my, my brain will try to tell me uh like play it safe you know play it safe dude don't spend the last dollar you have mixing that album you know don't you got rent coming up don't don't spend all your money at the studio you know my brain tells me those things or fuck you know like uh Next week, what are you gonna do? Uh, you're spending all your money on your gear right now. You're buying pedals, you don't need no more pedals, you know? You make it sound like you're, you're going through an addiction. <laughs> dude, <laughs> my brain's, yeah, but see, but see, I'm, building, I'm building something and here's the deal, dude. Emotionally, it's a thousand percent right, you know? Logically, it may not make any sense, right? But emotionally and how I feel about it is a thousand percent right, you know? So uh, I follow that, dude, I follow that. And, um, you know, it, it, I trust it more than I ever have before. You know what I mean? I, I would feel a lot of dissonance, um, at work. Um, you know, I, I say this too. I say this all the time at shows. I go, you know, I quit my job in March, right? I quit my job. I'm not saying that. I'm not just saying that to like, you know, uh, everyone quit your job. You know what I mean? That's not what I'm trying to say. I'm not trying to say that working sucks. You know what I mean? Um, I just what I, what what I'm what I, the reason I quit, dude, was because I always knew that I wanted to be a musician since I was a baby. Like since I was the first thoughts that I had were that that where I where I realized that I liked something in life. You know what I mean? It was like music, right? And mm-hmm. it's it's fucking odd, you know. I didn't choose I didn't choose that. It just it was just like normal, like for me to to sing stuff like cartoon uh, intros. You know, I would sing the cartoon intros when I was outside playing as like a four or five year old. You know, and I would tweak them and change the words and like sing different melodies after. You know, what cartoons were you, were you watching? Uh dude, like the Looney Tunes. I, I had a lot. of, We had a lot of rerun stuff. Like, uh, yeah. my grandma had a. Um,
0: do, you, do you still remember the Looney Tune theme?
1: It's 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 like a um, it's like a record like a it's like a uh, almost like a um, like a classical piece. Uh-huh. You know what I mean. Like like yeah. all that shit, you know what I'm saying? That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Like all that stuff, dude. Uh, intros to shows. Um, yeah. Do you,
0: do you ever consider of putting like cartoon themes, like bro, before your songs? Oh no, no, before your song starts, you got the Looney Tune. <assing> oh, dude hell do- See, I-, I can't even do it
1: now, i wouldn't i wouldn't because I not my, my music isn't like a like i don't write jokey music you know but like if i did maybe i would but uh, <laughs> it's like plot twist there's <laughs> nothing uh, <laughs> jokey about this <laughs> <laughs> it's like it wouldn't make sense you know <laughs> but but if i was uh if i was to come out to something i would love to come out to some like gangster rap yeah <laughs> <laughs> just like hitting hard so, like you looney know? tunes followed by gangster rap. no just 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 straight like boom like some some like old school Easy e or like uh, some cash money millionaires you know, uh-huh. you know like, like I'm about to like enter the UFC ring okay. you know what I mean so that would be dope that would be dope you know I'll make it happen one day but I, I didn't know
0: that you, you were really into uh, themes like uh, cartoon themes and really
1: oh yeah man all those songs stuck in my head dude all those songs stuck in my head um, and you know uh, I would play with cassette tapes you know uh, my dad had a um, a box he had a bin right in the garage of all his stuff from like from when he was in college and stuff he had a box of cassettes he had a box of eight tracks and he had this old school solid state eight track player and cassette player in the garage that was hooked up you know what i mean and i'd go in the garage and play with that dude and uh, i remember uh <laughs> i grabbed this cassette tape one time it was like um uh the motels it was called the motels and because it was called the motels i thought he doesn't like this cassette tape because that's that's a stupid name the motels so i like you, you judge the band by the name yeah yeah dude because <laughs> i was like seven you know and i recorded over it the whole cassette dude. he was pissed oh because <laughs> i was like oh he doesn't want this one it's the motels like what well, is that how, how important do you feel band names are to to like um you know i i think that um it, i mean because you, you change once in a while the, yeah y- your your, your uh, name. Yeah, your I had a, I had a stage name when I first started doing this. When I came on your show last year, yeah. I had a stage name, and uh, the reason I had a stage name was because I wasn't comfortable using my name. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't comfortable being a solo artist. I had come from bands, and and uh, I just kind of felt like I needed a name, like a band name. You know, uh, but uh, as I started performing live, um, I realized that it'd be silly to call me anything other than what my name is. You know, I w- I would personally feel weird if you called me something else. You know, so uh, I had to go in and change all that, you know, on my uh on my accounts, change just put my name on there, you know, because that's who I am. It's me. So, do you feel like you realize that maybe the name is not
0: important? Like uh, at least trying to come up with a creative name. It's more about what
1: what words associated do you think fits best to your music? It depends on um on the artist, man. I really think that because it's art you know, any answer is correct. You know what I mean? Because um, I feel
0: like when, I, when I'm at a record store, sometimes I judge albums by the na- name of the bands. Right. You know, if, if, if there's a, a band that has like a shitty name. Like, I'm not going to listen to that. But if there's a band that have like really fascinating names, maybe mm. I will. Mm. And, and, and that got me thinking And now. It's like, well, you know, how important is it to... Because you're essentially branding your music. Right, right. For example, you—it's Israel Sanchez now, right? Right. This is—you associate Israel Sanchez to to, the, to this music, right? Which should be distinct, ideally. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, nah, think about it. It's like I don't know why I just came up as Jorge M. Sanchez on, as a stage name. I, I could have easily done something else to hide it, like you said. Yeah. And I was like, if, if, if people don't like this music, hey, it
1: was—it was this band. It wasn't me. Right. You could change it. <laughs> you could. I mean, you could always take on a stage name. You know, you could always take one on, and then it's like, oh shit, you know, this guy's crazy now. His name's, you know, he changed it. You yeah. know, so people do that for for effect as well. Um, I always thought the name The Deaf Tones was awesome. The first time I ever heard that name, I was like, oh, that sounds cool. What yeah. is it? Yeah. You know, um, and and then I like the music.
2: And then there's
0: vice versa. <coughs> Maybe you, you come up with, with bands with great names but shitty music.
1: Yeah, that happens all the time, dude. You know, there's a lot of people with great names that aren't great people. You know what I mean? They sound official and they don't do nothing. So, like, I mean, yeah, that that can apply to anything, man. Um, you know, the name. It, I guess ultimately, the name. How important is it? Depends on what you're portraying. You know, like if if you're if you're about an image, if you're about a, a style, and if you're about some kind of, you know, your branding is is something a little more than what the, than the music you know, then maybe your stage name might be more, you know, than, than what your music is, you know, maybe not, you know what I mean? Um, I think it's all, it's all, um, you can't tell, dude, you know, you can't, like you said, you can't, uh, I judge that cassette tape by its cover. You really can't ju- judge a book by its cover. You know, um, Michael Jackson, you know, that's, he could have been like the moonwalker. He could have just called himself the moonwalker because that would be fitting to the crazy shit he would do on stage you know with all that dancing and and singing and all he's a great he's great you know that would have been it's like from the outer space he's like from the moon you know but his name is Michael Jackson so either way still, he's still dope still good music and, and also even that even if
0: you're if your stage name is your name to some people there still needs to be tweaked
2: Mm.
0: um like do you do you get what I'm trying to say here? Like, I feel, I feel like this, maybe this philosophy behind the whole naming your band thing. Mm. And I'm trying to think, like, where, where where did this concept even come from?
1: Yeah, it's just, it's a, it's a name, it names the, um, that entity, you know, it names that, that particular sound, you know, um, but, you know, um, it, it stands out sometimes, you know, you use a clever stage name, it could stand out.
0: And since you uh, switched over to just Israel Sanchez, do you feel like it's been helpful to you to to getting a bigger fan
1: base? Really, like uh, that the stage name I had before, um, I hadn't even played anywhere yet. I was just in the I was like a studio musician, you know. I was um, I was writing my first album, I was making videos, and I was working full time, and I never had I didn't play anywhere live. You know what I mean? Um, it was just, it was ideas, and, and so I kind of put a name to those ideas, you know, with the stage name. But um, as soon as I started playing um, in April, uh, I started doing the, April, the open mics last year, um, I never used that name. I used my name. I read, wrote my name on the list, you know, and so as soon as I did that, the stage name died, you know. So right when I played my first live show, the stage name died, you know what I mean? So... um you know I switched it to a hashtag for a little bit and I just killed it you know it was it never was a real to a hashtag thing. I just made it a hashtag you know I would hashtag all my stuff my yeah. stage name uh-huh. but you know it was never uh, it never became a thing it was it was dead as soon as I performed live
0: wow interesting man
1: mm-hmm.
0: and now you got a you got a, a new album coming out pretty soon
1: yeah yeah man and you know this is almost like this album is almost like my debut almo- album in a sense why? Uh, Amaranth. Why? Because, man, like um, I'm proud of the three releases that I've put out uh, leading up to this. So this is your fourth album. Dude, this is my this is my second full length, right? Yeah. I have the first album, which is "Wide Awake." I have two EPs, which is uh, which are "Killer" and uh, "The Snake Genus," right? All this stuff's on Bandcamp. You know, a lot of people don't know that I write a lot of different styles of music. You know. Um, and then I have the Amaranth demo, which is just a demo of of some of the songs of what would be on Amaranth.
0: And, and that was the one I attended to, the yeah. the opening. Yeah. That was quite nice, dude. Thanks, man. Your family has a nice house. Thank you. It was nice and spacious. Thank you, man. Yeah. yeah and uh, uh, Pretty awesome. The, the, you, you were under the gazebo, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. you had like, the projector on you. That was yeah, pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> That's a, a good idea.
1: Yeah, man. It was just kind of like throwing... Uh, you know they they, they uh, threw that idea at me and I was like all right I'm down to play you know and so, that, and that was the amaranth demo that, that was the amaranth demo man um, that was just like four songs you know um, but this album amaranth the LP it's nine songs um, and they're nine very strong very personal songs um, kind of dark you know they have a, they have a dark sound and what I'm most proud of is that you know the these are all songs that I play live you know I didn't write them in the studio these are things that I that I wrote as as a solo artist you know uh, at shows you know what i mean so um and you know some of the stuff that that's on that album i kind of just freestyled stuff live and then i made the words later so it's it's it really um wait so you pretty much like hold on wait, you didn't sit down and write
0: this music you had to go up there and perform it and just like make up the lyrics as they come?
1: So I I wrote most of it, right? I wrote most of it, um, you know, at home. You know, I wrote a lot of stuff, but uh, there's a lot of lyric ideas that I just had melodies for. You know, they're just like ideas. There were just melodies, there were some words there. I I made up some of those as I was performing live. You know, so I just kind of, I kind of just freestyled like words into the verses. You know, and then I would turn I would turn them into actual solid verses afterwards. You know. So I, I found that w- that works that's the most effective for my writing right now. Hmm. Is to just let the music come out however it comes out and then try to form, you know, some type of structure out, out of it afterwards. You know what I mean? And how different sound wise is this fourth album compared to your previous oh, I think it sounds completely different than anything I've ever done, man. Um, what, what's crazy? What's crazy about it is that um, I say about eighty percent of what you hear on this on these nine songs are all all the sounds are coming out of my acoustic guitar. So there's drums, there's bass, you know, there's there's different like parts that sound like keyboards. It's all just coming out of my guitar, right? But you programmed like those sounds to come out of your guitar? No, man, I'm like drumming. I played the drums right. on my guitar, you know. So I play drums on the guitar. I record it. You know, I play bass lines on my guitar, record it. So it's just, uh, it's kind of crazy. It's almost like a, as if my guitar were a synthesizer. You know, I'm approaching yeah. it that way, like trying to get multiple sounds out of one instrument. You know, so that's what I'm really, I trip out cause I didn't really, I didn't plan this. You know, I didn't i didn't plan to uh, be looping my stuff or to be trying to get drum sounds out of a guitar. I didn't plan any of this stuff, dude. It just kind of like, it just happened. As I was as I was writing the music, it just kind of happened, you know.
0: That's fascinating, man. And on top of that, we mentioned you use a lot of pedals. Mm-hmm. But h- how do you feel like one should go about and and st- let's say someone wants to start using pedals, like mm-hmm. I do, like mm-hmm. maybe down the road I'd love to do pedals, but I don't know where to even start.
1: So um, I was a, I was an electric guitar player. I was in heavy metal bands, like really heavy metal bands, but leading up to what I'm doing today and I always used pedals for my electric guitar. It wasn't like uh, I just all of a sudden woke up and was like, oh, I'm gonna buy a pedal. You know what I mean? It was like I already, I had already known how to use a lot of this stuff, right? It um, some like the basics are distortion pedals and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, like distortions, like delays, you know. I use some basic stuff, wah pedal and stuff. Um, so, but that was always, for, in my head, it was, that's, you only use that with electric. You know, in my head it was not something you use with an acoustic guitar, right? So one day I, I, uh, I realized that you know, I've probably seen somebody do it, or I've seen other people, you know, I'm not the first person to use pedals with an acoustic, you know, I'm not going to say I am. I know I'm not, but I I finally realized, oh, shit, I can actually use these pedals with the acoustic, you know, so, uh, I already had a know-how on how to use them, but, um, you know, the approach, you know, the approach was completely different on an acoustic guitar, you know what I mean, so, your question was like, if, if anybody wanted to start using them, you know, uh, start using pedals. I mean, I wouldn't even know how to answer that because I kind of just went with the flow. Well, it's also interesting, though, that uh, conventionally,
0: uh, musicians usually start acoustically, then they move up to electric. Usually, some mm-hmm. just start electric, some stay in acoustic. Mm-hmm. But you were already in the electric side of things, and now you're more acoustically. Right. Well,
1: how did that come about? Full circle. My first guitar was a classical guitar. With neon uh, strings and stuff? Uh, Nylon strings. Nylon strings, yeah. Nylon strings, dude. Neon strings. What the fuck? Were they
0: fluorescent? Did they glow in the dark? Actually,
1: I have not had neon strings yet. (laughs) That's pretty cool. (laughs)
0: Glow in the dark strings? Yeah,
1: yeah. Hey,
0: man. I I think I just came up with the project to sell. I bet
1: bet they have them, dude. Yeah, I bet they have them.
0: But but it was a classical nylon? Yeah, it was a nylon, dude. It was a
1: nylon string and Mm -hmm. self-taught just in my room messing around with it. I didn't know that there was acoustic steel strings. I didn't know anything about guitars, so... Uh, that's what I got. I got a classical nylon. I didn't know anything else, you know. And I learned to play on that. And then, um, you know, eventually I wanted an electric guitar. So I got an electric guitar. Then I took it apart because I was trying to do something with it. And I completely dismembered the whole guitar. And I couldn't figure, like, how to get it working. <laughs> you know, when I put it back together, it didn't sound the same. <laughs> so uh, I probably ran through about 20 guitars, uh, just, like, breaking them. And Stuff like that, uh, but uh, yeah, the one that stuck is my Ibanez S series. I have an Ibanez S five hundred and forty, U.S. made electric guitar. I have that. I, I, I have an Ibanez, uh,
0: not that specific model, right? Right. But, but I have an Ibanez electric myself.
1: Electric guitar. Yeah, this I, one's uh, this I, is like a S I, series.
0: I've yet to take it out and perform, but in it, oh, but,
1: but you should bust it out, dude.
0: Well, dude! I don't know. Like, uh, like when I practice my acoustic, it's hard. On uh-huh. my electric, it sounds easier. Like it just feels a little lighter, at least the notes, and 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 the forming of the chords on my electric is a little easier than my acoustic. Is that is that common?
1: Yeah, definitely, man. Definitely, it's it, they they should be easier to play. Yeah. As far as like fretting and, and uh and chord shapes and stuff like that. You know it's usually a little more difficult on the um, on acoustic guitars, like the steel strings, for for example. Yeah, which is what I started with steel strings. Steel string, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Basically started on on classical and uh, moved to electric and now I'm back on on acoustic. So,
0: but but there is some sound that I'm having a hard time translating to electric though that I could easily do on an acoustic.
1: Two yeah. different instruments, man. I mean, uh, they're both guitars, but you know, acoustics seem more percussive. You know, they have uh, they have their own style. You know, to how you approach them, and then the electric, you know, depends on what amp you're running. You know, what kind of pickups you're using. All kinds of different. Variables, But do you Is Is that a, a reason maybe
0: why you went to acoustic, to simplify things?
1: No, I always loved playing acoustic guitar. Even while, um, as an electric guitar player, I would write a lot of my parts on the acoustic and then just transfer them to electric. You know, um, but I went to acoustic because I wanted to sing and play guitar. And it just made sense to be doing it on acoustic guitar. I didn't want a band. I didn't want to be in a band either, so... Right. So acoustic freed me from being in a band.
0: But it's much it's okay you, you you do acoustic now but you fucking drum on it like yeah. a, like a real fucking drummer and the bass you're like three instru- like three musicians in one really and a singer
1: so all the, uh the stuff that I do right now are things that I would do when I was in a band only in the band I could work with the members and go hey what do you guys think of this part on the drums what do you think of these vocals and I'd work with my with my band and give them my the ideas and we'd perform them. I didn't have to play them, I could just tell them. I always I always experimented, you know, with, with different sounds and you know, um, I used to get in trouble in school all the time because I would drum on the on the desk with pencils and like on binders and shit, right? <laughs> and uh, <coughs> I would sit with like with one of my friends and he would do like the hi hat and I'd drum, you know? And I'd get in trouble or I'd get kicked out of the class. <laughs> you know, um, and then uh I do that all the time, you know, uh, and I never thought it would be, you know, something I could use to my benefit in one day, you know, because when I started drumming on the guitar, I realized, like, the timing is extremely important, especially if you're going to loop it, you know, so uh, just all those years of being in school, like, drumming on the desk really paid off, man.
0: So it's not like you took, like, drumming courses or something them, like dude. that. No, I can't.
1: Uh, I'm not, I don't consider myself a drummer. You just know? got a natural rhythm to you. I just fuck yeah. I, I hear I hear it, and then I I would luckily I hit it on the desk. You know, mm. I did the desk thing, and I, and I got my chops up playing on the desk. <laughs> true story, man. Oh man, true story. That's how it went down, man. So yeah, very uh, very excited, dude. Very excited uh, for what's to come, and very excited to release this album. I'm really really happy with it and you know there's it's it's solid from start to finish it has a cool um, it, it kind of takes you on a little journey you know into the into the um, so is there a theme to the entire album? yeah amaranth man um, amaranth it is uh, it's a flower right and uh, the word amaranth stands for it, it's derived from a Greek um, unfading uh, flower so it's like two different Greek words put together um, and, it, and it means unfading flower so it's kind of symbolic of um, of um, something organic you know withstanding the weather you know withstanding the, the keeping its, its luster throughout you know um, through the different through the different like variables you know so uh, in other words um, you know I, I want this music to be to be something that you can listen to, you know, years from now back, and it's still relevant. You know, I try to write solid, honest pieces for it. And this was self-produced, but did he collaborate with anybody else on it? So uh, most definitely, um, I recorded this at Tone Freak Studios with uh, Don Bud, and that sound engineer Don Bud is, first of all, he's hella cool, super cool guy, and uh, he's a genius man. He's yeah. like uh, in, in the in the Bay Area in San Jose. You know if you ask any legit recording studio he's like the sensei he's like the he's he knows what he's doing behind the board man he can really get what you're hearing in your head to translate through um the recordings um, and so i exclusively work with him um and then he has a, um there's another guy there named steve glaze there's also a guy named jerry they're all at tone freak i just shouted them out but uh, St- uh steve glaze um he did the mastering for me it really smoothed out um, the consistency of the album, like volumes, um, equalization. And so I'm really happy with it, dude. I'm really happy with the approach. Um, actually, some of the stuff, I, I played snare drum on, on some of these songs. I played the snare drum. Um, and then I did have a, um, a friend of mine named Alex that did some um, synthesizer work for me on a song called This Sinking Ship and a song called Dig. So there's gonna be some electronic synthesizer sounds onto the. Is it open mic, Alex? No, it's a um, it's a dude named Alex Prevato. Okay. Yeah, he's kind of ghost. No one really, no one's ever seen the dude. He's a ghost. He's a he's like a ghost, man. No one's seen. Yeah. A synthesizer. Synthesizer, yeah. He he came with some really cool parts for Dig, and uh, for the sinking ship. Synthesizer. That's a pretty uh, uh,
0: underrated instrument. I think it's great man Tears it's a for a big fears, deal yeah. in the
1: 80s I, I still think it's a big 90s. deal man Not anymore these days huh You uh-huh. can't find nobody that plays synthesizer man I tried uh, Definitely uh, Fuck all that 80s music man It's all synthesizer Synthesizer pop man And I love that sound Extremely you know So it probably explains a lot of that weird stuff that I do You know when I'm looping
0: Well you cover quite a bit of 80s music as well
1: yeah, uh, Tears for Fears, uh, the cars. I
0: still love that that rendition you have of of car, the cars drive. Oh, thanks,
1: man. Thanks. Uh, just uh, it was based around drum loops, you know, uh, just getting a lot of drums uh, looping in there, and then uh, guitar parts very minimal. The the song's like two notes back and forth, and uh, yeah, I just I just hella like that song, man. So I like the feel that you have when you when you pop that song on and. It starts with that intro. It just it, you kind of feel like you're in a time da, da, machine. Da, da, da. Yeah, yeah. I, don't know, I can't do it. Yeah, it's a dope song, man. The cars. I love that song, man. It's it's in a lot of like movies too. Like they put they put in a lot of movies for soundtracks. Well, you mentioned it's only two chords, right? Basically, yeah. I mean, there's there's a couple chords in there, and it's, it's not very many.
0: Do you worry about that? Like how many chords your songs has? Or I used it, to. Man? I used to worry. I, I do now. I still do. Uh, is that? I don't know. Like for some reason, something tells me like maybe I should have at least three to five chords but then i've been told that like no i just simplify things and 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 like my most recent songs as you heard a couple of them they're only two three songs and i and and i'm insecure about that i'm like does, does that mean that i'm not
1: a good musician i don't know if it feels right play it that's my motto man if it feels right it sounds good to you enjoy it do it well, no. the
0: other thing is not to sound monotonous either, you know what I'm saying? So how, how do
1: you pull it off? This dude this dude that I gave one of my uh, CDs to goes... Actually, I've had a lot of input. I've had a lot of input. Uh, two guys told me, you need to try some different chord progressions. You know, a lot of your songs have the same chord progressions over and over. Um, and I've had uh, people tell me that, uh, you know, you got to change your tempos, man. You know, it kind of sounds the same over and over, right? And um, I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Like I don't care. I don't care. Um, it it's what I'm comfortable. It's what I songwrite. It's it's who I am. You know what I mean? Like I can play other stuff. You know, I'm um, what you've like. Take a look at at, at my disc- discography. I can play different things. You know, um, I can I'm able to play outside of five chords. You know, I can write a song that has twelve fucking chords in it and that changes the key like ten times. Right but at the end of the day when you write a song what's your point you know what's your point you know uh, are you trying to show them that you can play a lot of stuff cuz if that's what you're trying to get across write a song with 10 chords in it then change you know have key changes all the time and show every scale that you know in your song if that's your point if you want to show everyone that you're a good guitar player or mu- or you know whatever instrument you're on you know you're not getting I'm not getting paid per note you know what i mean so for me if like amaranth is three chords I love those three chords, man. You know what I mean? I love them. What three chords are they? I don't even know because I'm self-taught. I don't even know what the hell I'm playing. Like, but I love how it <laughs> sounds, dude.
0: You and uh,
1: <coughs> Cri- uh and Christine de Colleen. I haven't oh. seen her for a while. I think she's in Santa
0: Cruz. You guys, two musicians who are self-taught and who and she would just pull out some amazing scale, a scale and I ask, what scale is that? It's like, I don't know. I just go by ear. Like, mm. and she, I was like, how do you guys do that? That's amazing. For me, I had to really train myself to get each note of that scale before really getting comfortable with it. Mm. But like someone like you,
1: you just go off by ear. I just, I just kind of feel around with my fingers blindly. Yeah. I find notes and then I, if I like them, I'll memorize the pattern and I'll play that. That's how I play most of my stuff, dude. Uh, I don't know what the hell the, the chords are. I mean, I know basic chords like, you know, D, E, like G. You know, there's some basic stuff. I don't know anything else. I don't know scales, Um, I just use my ear. I I rely on ear and and how it feels when I'm playing it, you know. And and the best thing, dude, is I I can experiment. It's almost like, imagine an analogy of like, you're exploring the jungle, you know, and you don't, there's no like path, you know, that leads somewhere, but you kind of stumble upon some cool shit along the way. That's how I play guitar. It's kind of just like, I'm playing, I'm feeling out chords. Something sounds cool, I'll make it a you know, I'll play it. I don't have to know what it, what chord it is, you know, but, uh, yeah, man. Amaranth is three, is three freaking chords. I don't care. I don't care. I'm not here to like, to show you how many chords I can play. And honestly, like, uh, there's a ton, tons of music, right? Like, um, if you listen to like Tears for Fears, uh, songs from the big chair or the hurting the first two albums, right. Or you listen to like Sublime right? I think Sublime's fucking great. I think they're a great uh, great band and I think in 20 years people will listen to Sublime, right? Elvis is another. You know, I don't personally care much for listening to Elvis, but those three bands, you know, Elvis, Sublime, uh, Tears for Fears, they have a sound that when you listen to them, you know you're listening to Sublime, right? And if you break down their chords and you look at what they're playing, it's probably very similar every song you know the same like if Sublime's parts like the guitars are almost like the same the same tempo the same chords back and forth you know does that mean that Sublime should have used more chords in their songs when they wrote you know should they change keys more no because then it wouldn't fucking sound like Sublime you know what I mean so if you don't want to listen to you know you don't want to drink Coca-Cola and then have it taste like 7-Up or fruit punch you know people go for certain things because they like that particular sound you know so if people tell me that my songs sound the same fucking good like, I'm glad they do you yeah. know cuz that's my sound that's what I that's what I like you know what I mean so and will it change it probably will you know what I'm saying I'm not gonna stick to anything but I'm not worried about the chord thing
0: and for the most part seems are like you're comfortable with your sound
1: yeah I like the. maybe it sounds the same because that's what I like to hear yeah when I play you know
0: yeah I'm still coming to terms to that like it's not so recently that I'm getting comfortable with this sound I have that's a very Bob Dylan-ish dude your sounds fucking uh, dope dude uh, well, I, the thing is it's like I, I don't want to be pigeonholed as that guy that who sounds cares? folkish I mean, if- but, but but now I've been listening to other stuff and especially like like I'm looking at other uh, singers and, and musicians who are uh, a bit monotonous as well um, like Lou Reed for example mm. and I'm getting a lot of inspiration for that and I'm trying to embrace it a lot more and right. I'm, I'm trying not to you know, learn, cause like I remember I, I used to go to Marty and Will Lineberry and, and a bunch of other musicians, but give me singing lessons, and I'll try to do the singing lessons. But every time I try to do it, I just hate myself. I'll be like, this is just not me. I can't do this, or I just don't feel it. Hmm. But you know, I, I guess I'll stick with my little folkish talking slash singing style for now. But I'm I'm getting comfortable with it now. It, like like I think half a year ago I, I I just hated myself
1: for it. It's good, man. All those things are good. It's growth, you know. The fact that you hate yourself, the fact that uh, you're getting comfortable with it, it's all it's all growth.
0: Well, it comes from a place of like, well, this is it. I can't really. I mean, I, I'm not gonna invest in money or time to to really be an opera singer or anything like that. Might as well just stick with what I got and develop that and make that stronger. I guess.
1: Right, right. So I mean, that's uh, that's you. Do you, like that, you feel like that's something you went through? Yeah, definitely, man. I had to realize what I am. You know, I I would I would hammer myself on um on my vocals. You know, I would I would uh, write songs that weren't within the same key. You know, uh, or the same t- type of chord progression, right? And I didn't like how they sounded because they didn't sound like me. You know, and I realized this how, this is what I do. You know what I mean? Um and and there's people that resonate with what I do, and they like what I'm doing. You know what I mean? And there's people that don't. And I don't need everybody's approval. You know, I'd rather have ten people that really dig my shit than a hundred people that think they dig my shit. You know what I mean? So I I don't want to be I don't want um, to be that artist, man. I love music so much that I'm willing to uh, to take the hit, you know, and, and put it out there the way that I hear it in my head.
0: Tell me about
1: how you came up with that song, Dig, dig was, um, dig was basically, uh, I was feeling, I was, it was a, it was a turning point. Right. Um, I had done shows, you know, I'd been out there doing stuff, um, strong for the better half of the year. And, and, um, I, I felt like I was in the middle of the jungle, you know, in the thick, you know, in the thick of the jungle and I still have a lot more to go to get through you know to get to get to where I need to be and so dig was kind of like that song that plays in the background when you're just like trekking through something you know when you're marching through and uh and I just heard that that kind of off-time beat you know um boom pa pa So that kept repeating, so I started I started playing that and looping it. And then um and then I was like, This is all I want the song to have. It's just mainly this drum part. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just want that. So I started creating like a um, a hi hat tone for it. The you know. And then uh I was like, Alright, now it needs uh, like this raw, like just the evil, the 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 um the the fire that burns in, in, in your belly, you know, the one that makes you you know, uh get up, the one that makes you get up, the one that makes you climb, the one one that makes you push. And so that's the bass line. Just like simple, you know, but just kind of hammering on one note. And then I was like, okay, now I need some type of melody, you know, like at least something. So, right, and so I was like. All right, cool. This is it right here, you know, and I started feeling the energy like fuck. Yeah, dude I'm ready to like run through a goddamn brick wall, you know, so uh, I grabbed the mic and uh, And that was the first time I realized I'm free from the guitar You know what I mean? I could just like I don't have to play it now I could just sing you know and deliver and uh, They don't see me as they drown me out You know is the feeling when you're playing a show and no one's fucking listening to you. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? and I'm taking on a sacred holiday is i'm I'm ready to do what I'm supposed to do on this planet, dude, which is play music, so that's the first two lines, and I just went with it, man, all of them I see them is kind of a of a of a reference to I know I'm gonna have to get past a lot of people to get where I need to get, and that's fine, you know what I mean um and and I'm gonna hear a lot of suggestions and people's opinions of what should do and what I shouldn't do I'm gonna follow. Uh, my heart and, and it's cool I'm going to keep going forward so that's Dig man
0: yeah cause Dig is a particular song when watching you doing it live cause you're looping all these sounds and there's a point like you mentioned like you just stop you just let the loop go itself and you're just singing mm. and then you just you fucking march around the stage <laughs> like a man on a mission as you're performing the song it's always fun to watch
1: Thanks, man. Yeah, it's it's real. It's how I feel, man. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know what that sound is. You know, I don't know what. You know, I didn't listen to something and go, "Oh, I want to play a song like that." You know, it was kind of just, a, it was just a feeling. You know, it was that feeling, excitement. Is uh, the song "Satellite" going to be on the album? No, that was on my last um, album. Okay. Um, this one has uh, it has nine songs. Um, so it's it's a song called "Need Nothing." Um, it has Dig on there. Uh, there's a song called "This Sinking Ship." Which I absolutely love. Uh, wrote that in February, and I'm happy about how it came out. Um, there's a song called Giants on there. Um, there's Exit Wounds. Uh, the title track Amaranth is on there. There's a song called Channeling on the album, and there's a song called Ghost in the Room. So that's uh, that's the entire album. And Ghost in the Room. room. What's demo. that about? Ghost in the Room, man, is actually very personal, and uh, I'm not gonna tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you can't do that. <laughs> I gave I gave you too many secrets already, dude. Uh, yeah, no, it's just it's just a personal song, man, Ghost in the Room. Like what, what's some lyrics that you, you could throw out there at least. Um I've become like the ghost in the room. So, um, you know, uh when you're in when you're in the presence of people, you know, when you're when you're in in a room it's usually like found in someone's home. You know what I mean? So yeah about all i'll give you okay
0: (laughs) i I guess i'm gonna have to wait till the the
1: album drops (coughs) i might tell you next time i come in dude yeah
0: (laughs) what are some songs that are on your upcoming album that you can talk
1: about uh so dig we talked about dig man um that whole album is is real deep dude with my words man um i don't like to write bullshit so um it's, it's all real deep stuff and usually kind of hidden meetings, you know because I don't want to just tell you you know but it's a good way for me to outlet it and stuff um, do, you, do you do you like
0: you like this distance do you feel like hey I put it out there on stage on the CD you interpret it the way you want to interpret it
1: yeah man I and, like people to think to I, I want it to apply to their life man to how, how uh, you know how and what they think the song's about I think that's cool. I'm, a, I, I'm totally open to people interpreting things the way they want has anybody ever interpreted it in the way that you did not see it coming oh all the time dude all the time Um, um, I had this song called um, Chambers and my friend thought it was about suicide you know um, because the hook says uh, don't look within the chambers and he thought, I was talking about... Uh, a gun chamber? A gun chamber. Like the guy had a revolver and he was spinning it and, yeah. and looking into the gun, like looking into the chambers of the gun. Right. And I was like, fuck, that's crazy because that would make sense for you to think that, you know. But it, it wasn't about that at all. It was uh, it was about in, looking into the chambers of the heart. Yeah. You know, into people <laughs> versus heart, dude. You know, so I was like... Uh, 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 the reference was, uh, don't look within the chambers yeah. of the heart... Uh, to find any logic there because there's no logic to be found there you know what I mean it's all it's all based on emotion
0: yeah well that tells you something about a person like the way they interpret thing
1: I thought it was dope man and I, I, can, yeah. I feel like I ruined it by telling him what it was really about you know I would have much rather have him thinking it was about the chambers of a gun if that's what he wanted to think you know I,
0: I totally agree with that like just say yes just say yes I'm say not yes. gonna
1: say yes but, I'll, but I'll, I'll be open I'll be like that's interesting yeah you know what I'm saying
0: because I get that with my short films especially with the vignette films Mm. people come up with amazing interpretations way better than what I thought of when I did it and I I I don't want to tell them what it meant to me because I love how they interpret it and I feel like that applies it much better I think so too man
1: that's it's it's art right you want people to but have a reaction
0: but there'll be a couple of times where i'd be like yeah you're, you're kind of way off the radar <laughs> like like no not at all what i, I had like the, the film the chair uh, was not about sexual frustration like i don't know how you how, how did you oh, people come, got that huh so, uh, one person did in that's particular. awesome but, but it's maybe like, they're thinking that you know <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah i was like whoa what the yeah, fuck yeah you never know dude
1: but there are others who came up with some amazing things that's awesome, dude. Yeah, no, that's cool. That's the fun, you know? I get excitement. Uh, people just listening and thinking anything is, is for me, fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. You know? Because I, I, uh, I don't think, like, uh, shit I'm writing is, like, necessarily all the time 100% digestible to the ear, you know? So uh,
0: That's another notion I'm dealing with. It is like, understanding that your sound can be a niche thing. It's It won't be, like, like uh, popular among, right, the general scene. That's okay, dude. And, and, and yeah, and that's the thing. It's okay if your sound is distinct and niche. You know, there's nothing wrong with that.
1: And maybe you don't know that one of your songs may become a very popular song. Yeah. You know what I mean? May may change. Uh, so it's all good. Just let it do its thing. You know. So what's the next thing for you, Israel? Uh, right now, I have a strong, strong, strong feeling to. Um, to just get out um, and travel across uh, the different states you know um, to be on uh, airplanes and um, I, I have a fear of airplanes but not no more man I'm, I'm going for it if it has to do with music then I'm all about it and uh, I just want to travel and, um, and and just really stretch the boundaries I mean there's no boundaries but just really get out there man I'm really uh, that's I'm positioning myself right now that's the that's what's happening it's in the process now and, and you'll see more of that process uh, as we get into the end of uh, the year and into the turn of the new year so I'll be gone you know and come back and stuff so definitely. you looks like you got some traveling most definitely man most definitely yeah I got I got some uh, some exploration to do you know and get my music out there man where can people check out your music or can expect your album to be available on Um, so for sure uh, I'm going to release it on a hard CD on a disc I want something I can hold you know and I want something I can give to people to hold Um, as far as digital I'm not sure if I will upload my songs to digital um, like across the social media platform yet what I will do for sure though is it'll be on my website so israelsanchezmusic.com um I'll be trickling stuff out, uh, you know. Why? Either.
0: Why are you hesitant to put it out on the uh, social media platform?
1: I'm not. I just it, it's not. Uh, it's it's not today. You know, that's not the, the plan. But there's no plan, so it might <laughs> be up there. You know, okay. on December first, like Spotify. It might be on everything. It yeah, might be. It might be. Yeah, I just might just throw it up on everything. All uh, right. But it, yeah, pleasure having you back, Israel. Pleasure being on, dude. Anytime. Okay
0: i think we had, we had a good talk most definitely man. We, we covered uh new stuff mm-hmm. and it's always fascinating to see uh a year later where we're at yes sir and here you are with a new album yes sir and i think you're gonna leave us
1: with a you're gonna perform a song yeah man i'll throw something uh i'll throw something your way what song are you gonna perform uh we'll see what happens when i grab my guitar <laughs> <laughs>
2: To go. I might not be alone Tomorrow we can drive around this town we'll Let the cops chase us around the past is gone but something might be found we'll Take its place Hey Jealousy Hey Jealousy Hey Jealousy Trust me not to think And not to sleep around If you don't expect too much from me might not be let down Cause all I really want is to be with you And feel like I matter too If I hadn't blown the whole thing years ago I might be here Drive around this town. Let the cops chase us around. The past is gone, but something might be found to take its place. Hey jealousy, hey jealousy.